You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Locked On Browns, episode 148. We're actually going to call this one A, due to the fact that we're going to cover the NFC Championship game, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, one of the, the busiest men in probably all of football and writing and podcasting, uh, probably since, I would say, you know, Sunday, since about, I guess it was about 8 o'clock Eastern time, uh, from Zone Coverage, uh, host of the Norse Code podcast, uh, Mr. Arif Hassan. Uh, bud, assuming it's been quite a busy week for you. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty busy, doing a lot of a lot of these podcasts. I have to make time for you, of course, uh, and I've got a little bit of writing to do, too. Yeah, I can imagine just, just a little bit going on for you guys this week. Uh, I guess we're going to kind of jump right into this. Uh, first things first, I mean, what was the reaction Sunday night? I mean, it was. I sat here and watched it. You know, my wife, uh, and even look, you know, the thing for any fan is when your team is out of it and you get to the playoffs, you want to see fresh blood. Uh, you know, Mark Schofield, I love you to death. But, you know, we've seen this Patriots thing for years. And, but this year, <laughs> I mean, now we're in a final four here. We got three out of four teams. It's some fresh blood here. It's some faces we've never seen before. But what was the initial reaction? Because I mean, you know, and if you know, if you want to try to keep it as PG thirteen as you can, that's that'd be great too. All right. Well, uh, I, I think you've got a good idea of it with that with that little bit of a, a warning. Yeah, it was it, it was uh, it was extraordinary. I was stress eating the whole time, of course. So when it had happened, you know, uh, I had already had like a sick stomach from like eating too much cheese. I was like yelling. Because you know, uh, you know, my throat uh, had hurt, and I felt amazing. Like it was like my body was like not used to this. It was not happy with me, and every every other part of me was ecstatic. It was yelling, and you, know, you get it. Like as a Browns fan, uh, you know, running a Browns podcast, you kind of understand, right? Because if the Browns get to the AFC Championship game, and in order to do so, they beat Denver Broncos. You know, it feel it would it would have to feel extraordinary, especially on sort of a last second, uh, you know, a play like that. And it's it's more than just you know the fact that the Vikings beat the Saints, and I think a lot of people have focused on yeah they got the revenge against the Saints. You know, it's uh, Anthony Barr said it best. You know, these storybook endings, they never happen for the Vikings. They always happen to the Vikings. And uh, you know, if you could just imagine that happening to your franchise, like it's it's uh, one in a million sort of chance. You, you never see it coming, and uh, we're we're still kind of reeling from it. We're all ecstatic. I, I think like a, a bunch of new t-shirt companies came into business trying to memorialize the moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those guys should have, you know, a, a quality week and, you know, you hope it goes from there. But an amazing moment. He, he threw the helmet. My wife's like, what is he doing? I was like, we better hope that's not the only thing he's going to take off. I said, because if it was me right now, I tell you right now, <laughs> I mean, you can put on, you know, you can put on the strip club music because it is on. I mean, just an amazing play. What <laughs> When he did that kickstand, turned around, and the head went up, and he realized there was nothing but, you know, purple jerseys in the end zone in front of him. Just a crazy, crazy thing the way it went down. Um, one thing, and this is kind of something I got into when I was talking about the games last weekend. Um, I thought it was going to be interesting. I thought Philadelphia was going to lose, and I thought that was going to put a, a tremendous amount of pressure on Minnesota because, look, there was now nothing nothing to stop them, obviously, as long as they won and it was, you know, here, look, we're going to play football for another month and we don't even have to leave our houses to do this. Um, do you think it's going to give them a little bit of advantage that maybe they can get away from Minnesota a little bit? Maybe they can breathe a little bit that they're actually going to go on the road in this one? Uh, I wouldn't say an advantage. I think there's a benefit to well, it did, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think there's a benefit to it, and they can kind of recenter themselves. I think that sort of the normal home field advantage that a team like Philadelphia would have, and they've got a pretty tremendous one. Um, I think 
some of it will be kind of cut into it a little bit by the fact that the Vikings not only just have such a focused staff and, and have a lot of very focused players that are very experienced with this defense, um, but they do kind of, they get to break out of the cabin fever a little bit. Like, you know, a lot of people talk about like, oh, they have to go to Philadelphia where it's cold. It's like, well, the players are leaving a place that just yesterday hit like, like negative two. Uh, and so in some respects, you know, they'll they'll be a little bit more ready, a little bit more juiced up uh, to play outdoors in what evidently is going to be 50 degree weather. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, the Eagles will definitely be able to benefit from a lot of home field advantage, but I just don't think it'll be as big. I think you're right because they get to break out of the cabin fever a little bit. They get actually a little bit of a better weather scenario than they're than they're used to at home. Uh, and, and it kind of allows them to yeah, and that was the biggest thing, you know. And look, you got to imagine with the city, uh, you know, the pro- the requests. I mean, these guys are already getting, you know, probably pandered, and you know, it's kind of it is. It's like, look, man, let us get there before I even got to deal with this stuff. So it was probably good to take the party on the road. Um, and you know, weather-wise, I'd say you know we're looking for a low of thirty-five. You know, I'm not far from Philadelphia on Sunday night, so you're probably talking a kickoff at six o'clock Eastern time here, probably in the low forties. I mean, you know, this is. I mean, weather is not going to be an issue whatsoever in this scenario. Uh, Case Keenum, this has been absolutely amazing, just the way it all went down. Uh, I think a journeyman guy who kind of gets his opportunity and has done what he's done, you know, basically taking the ball and ran with it, you just absolutely have to love it for the guy. You think there's any magic left? And when Case Keenum was handed the ball when he was early in the season, come on, nobody imagined this party was going this far, did they? Uh, No, of course not. Not you know I think a lot of Vikings fans you know said something along the lines of you know I'd be pretty happy with eight and eight if Sam Bradford's out for the rest of the year because remember we didn't actually know if Bradford was going to be out for the rest of the year until about the Bears game uh, when it was pretty clear that he wasn't ready to play uh, and so it was always kind of very temporary and we kind of had some of these discussions about what happens if Keenum's forced to play for the rest of the year uh, and so this is this is like you said it's it's pretty magical it's very difficult to kind of uh, imagine uh, or envision this kind of future for the franchise with basically their third choice back uh leading things but you know he's played well above expectations all year it's impossible not to cheer for the guy um and uh and you know the the only question is you know how much how much magic does he have left i was talking to an eagles fan who's very strongly making the case that there's a finite amount of magic that every team gets and the vikings just used all of theirs so we'll we'll see how much uh, how much that plays out uh no i can definitely agree there and it's been fun for him to see and the other thing is you know here's a guy 30 years old he has made himself a ton of loot. So, you know, absolutely got to be happy for, you know, Case Keenum in that regard. And, you know, this was makes the game, you know, makes the game great. You know, we see the stars all the time doing their thing. But, you know, here's a guy, you know, and, you know, all the jokes, the Jeff Fisher guys, obviously, in this game, you know, and have fun with that. You know, the Jeff Fisher 7-9, the jerseys these guys are wearing now. So, guys, you want to make those jokes, have a blast with it. Uh, the running back position, uh, Dovin Cook, who I was absolute. You know, you know the Florida State fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course you were a big fan of Devin Cook. Yeah, and and but the thing I loved and what I kept telling everybody, you know, is is he needed to go somewhere where his friends from Florida were going to say, Nah, man, sorry, bro, we ain't coming out to see you. And I think Minnesota was a perfect destination because, like you said, negative two yesterday. I don't think the guys from the Miami area were you know jumping on a plane to go see their buddy. So he goes down, but you still had McKinnon, you still had Murray. They've done a fantastic job. I think McKinnon might be the guy to watch here this week. Uh, last week, uh, you know, Freeman had a real tough time against the Philadelphia D. But uh, Tevin Coleman put up 10 carries for 80 yards. So you got to wonder if maybe more of the speed guy, the more of elusive guy, might be the back to go to here. How do you see that playing out? 
you know, I think there's something to that. You know, I, I have been kind of anticipating a McKinnon breakout or a re-breakout because in the middle of the season he also had, you know, a pretty good run there. I've been anticipating a McKinnon re-breakout for a couple of, of weeks now. We still haven't seen it, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened this week. Like you said, Tiffin Coleman had a really good game. And if you take a look at how teams that have scored on the Philadelphia defense, take a look, for example, at the Giants um, and, and which players have done well against the Philadelphia uh, defense, it's, it's guys that are really good in space and can generate a lot of yards after the catch. That defense is really it's built to prevent uh, big plays from happening and to create turnovers and so they allow a lot of these short passes in space and it's up to you know the Philadelphia defenders that are very good at tackling to tackle them and those guys in space to you know avoid those tackles and, and that creates a lot of opportunities for the guys like Jerick McKinnon who have made a lot of you know made a lot of their hay made a lot of their yardage this year on you know breaking tackles in space so I think that this could definitely be a big part of the game plan. Okay, yeah, and that's the thing. It, it was that's what I was watching it this week, and then when I saw it play out, I, I, I thought maybe he'd be the you know the hotter hand here. Obviously, you're going to use you know Murray to control some clock a little bit, you know whatever you get out of him. But you know maybe you know McKinnon and obviously the next guy I'll get to. You, uh, is there a bigger, more important Minnesota guy? I mean, has Stephon Diggs reached Kirby Puckett status in Minneapolis this week? Uh, th that's actually a really good question. Um, you know, sometimes you get these like miracle plays, like Favre to Lewis was a pretty great one, uh, you know, against San Francisco. And, you know, Greg Lewis, he's, he kind of faded away a little bit. I hear he's a really good receivers coach. I think he's still with the Eagles. Um, but, you know, he's not, you know, a hero. But Stephon Diggs has more than just that to rely on. And maybe that's, you know, what, what we're going to get. Um, now that he not only has this miracle play, but he has a, a really solid record of production uh, with Minnesota. But I think for him to kind of get there, not only is he going to have to have a little bit of a longer career with the Vikings, um, but, you know, if, if that play leads to a Super Bowl, you know, I think that that's going to be kind of what cements things, which, you know, it, it, it kind of it's kind of weird that we'll remember the play better for stuff that happens like three, four weeks later. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the nature of it. I mean, the Vikings are a franchise. They've been uh, you know to conference championships many times before. They've been to four Super Bowls. They haven't won one, and so they're they're, they're hungry. You know, the franchise, the fans, they're hungry to kind of see that happen. And so if if something like that doesn't happen, I'm not going to say it diminishes the rest of those accomplishments, but it will make those seem like just not enough. And so. You know, Diggs, he's, he's well-liked around here already. He's going to – probably people are buying his drinks, you know, for the rest of the offseason. Um, but uh, for him to reach Kirby Puckett status, a lot more has to uh, a lot more has to happen. Okay. Um, guys, you're listening to Locked On Browns, episode 148, NFC Championship pre Preview with Arif Hassan covering, uh, covering the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, also check out the Locked uh, On Vikings podcast. Sage Rosenfeld, Sam Ekstrom, they do a fantastic job over there. Obviously, big week. You know, when you're doing something like this, you, you always want to be in this position to have the biggest games to cover. So check out Locked On Vikings. Those guys are doing a great job over there with that. Arif, now just to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, yes, another null. Um, is there a certain guy that you think <laughs> they are going to have? Because, uh, you know, it, it's kind of it, – Philadelphia has, you know, obviously Alshon Jeffrey's making a lot of money. But they can kind of mix it up. You think there's a specific guy? Is it going to be X and Jeffrey all day? And then – X and Jeffrey all day. Not only do they have a history together, and, and Xavier Rose kind of knows how Alshon Jeffrey plays, 
you know, I, I think the the matchup just works out really well. If you put Torrey Smith and Trey Waynes on each other, two speed guys, you know, I think the Vikings will probably favor that, especially because they've got, you know, a couple of advantages everywhere else. You've got two guys that are supposed to be pretty good at contested catches uh, in Xavier Rhodes and Alshon Jeffrey. And I think the Vikings want to play strength to strength. The only real issue is, you know, kind of what happens with Nelson Aguilar. He's been the biggest worry for me as I've been watching the Eagles uh, over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, with Mackenzie Alexander uh, and Terrence Newman kind of switching off in that slot position, I'm kind of left wondering, you know, can either of them uh, cover Aguilar? But as for Jeffrey, you know, he's got a lot of touchdowns this year. He's a red zone threat. Um, I, I still think that Xavier Rhodes does a pretty good job shutting him down. I think Jeffrey's a talented player who's, uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, question that contract, but I kind of see why Philadelphia did it. Um, yeah, actually, uh, last year when he was on his free agency tour, I actually had his agent send me a message and say, dude, could you stop talking about Olsan Jeffrey? I'm trying to get this guy signed. So I was like, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I ended up getting his one-year prove-it deal, but, you know, sorry about that. Uh, you know, I'll keep that name quiet. But, yeah, I definitely got a direct message about that. Uh, somebody wasn't too thrilled with me at the time. Uh, now, uh, defensively, uh, is I would say what maybe Aguilar Nelson Aguilar is the wild card. Who do you think is probably the we need to stop this from the Minnesota defensive standpoint? You know, I I think I want to stick with uh, Nelson Aguilar, but if I, if I if I don't get to pick him, if he gets to be kind of the X factor, the gadget player, uh, Zach Ertz. You know, he leads the uh, he leads the Eagles, I think, in receiving yardage. He has eight touchdowns, which I think is tied for second on that team. Um, and and he's a big part of what helps a lot of those receivers go. I mean, Torrey Smith, you know, he can he can, you know, break a big one and, and he'll force the defense to open up. But the guy that they rely on, especially on third down, tends to be Zach Ertz, who's got, uh, you know, not just a, a really great catch radius. He's really athletic. It's very difficult for linebackers, even ones as athletic, you know, as Anthony Barr, to really keep a handle on him. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Vikings kind of sacrifice the versatility of someone like Harrison Smith to see if they can lock down Zach Ertz because he's a big part of the way that offense goes. I, I, that, that was definitely what I was thinking. You're probably going to have to do that with Harrison Smith. Um, you're going to see a lot of the RPOs. Uh, obviously, you know, they, they've put in some you know, running plays for Aguilar, trying to make things easier for Nick Foles. You know, the offense has been a little different. Obviously, they don't have the confidence in him that they had in Carson Wentz. And uh, you and me will graciously take the L, Carson Wentz. Sorry, yeah, so, right. sorry you're not here, but I'll still you know, bust chops <laughs> on Eagles fans and, you know, bring it up. Well, he wasn't good enough to make it to the playoffs, and it's Nick Foles' town now. I'll have some fun with that. Arif, the football guy in you, <laughs> the football guy in you, the writer in you, take yourself out of your Minnesota fandom. Just assessing this game, Minnesota, obviously, I think the line is still that they're laying three. Who in your heart of hearts as a, not a football fan, as a football writer, would you take if you were a betting man in this game? Yeah, you know, I think if you kind of break it down analytically, uh, you know, they both have very good defenses, and I think one quarterback is better, and that's kind of the easiest way to pick. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, it's it's not necessarily a bad way to pick it, pick it that easily. But one stat just kind of sticks out in my mind a lot. It's this third down statistics. So the Eagles are third defensively on third down. The Vikings are first uh, defensively in third down. You think, hey, that, that means they're pretty close. That's actually not really the case. The Vikings have the best third down defense since they started recording the statistic in 1991. The Eagles have a very good one. It's 25% to 32%. Um, but that difference, that 7% difference, is the difference between first and third and the difference between third and 24, which is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's the magnitude of difference between a lot of their defensive capabilities. And I think that magnitude of difference plus the uh, the fact that the Vikings 
probably have a better passing game. I like their pass catchers uh, more, even though you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Aguilar and Jeffrey and Ertz. Uh, I mean, I think Thielen and Diggs kind of do, can do a lot more. And I think Keenum is just a little bit more of a talented, or not just a little bit, quite a bit more talented than Foles. And I think you break it down, both good defenses. One has a one team has a better quarterback. Sometimes it's that simple. Um, I do. I'm going to agree with you, and obviously, uh, the, uh, you know, the, show, the show's here as far as you know with, with the picks. Uh, MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, love the site. They've been good to me this year. I, you know, I, I chose to go a smaller sample size, more confident, and it's worked out pretty well for me in that regard. So the MyBookie.ag pick for me. I, I do like Minnesota in this game. I think something magical when it happens. I think that kind of just tends to resonate. Now, if we were also talking from Philly side, if Nick Foles had been playing since October, you know, maybe you would view things differently because you have more of a, you know, a larger size and you can see what he can do. You know, I think they try to scale things back just to, you know, to work from that standpoint of it. Um, then again, I thought, you know, with a game like this, you know, you know, one turnover could make a difference. But I feel pretty confident in Minnesota laying the three. So my book, uh, my pick for the mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Later three, take the Vikings. Uh, it's going to be quite the party in Minneapolis. Arif, before I let you go, uh, are you taking your vitamins this week? Are you drinking your green tea? Are you doing everything you can? <laughs> so, you, you, God forbid, you don't end up getting sick through the amount of stress and the work. And, and what's it going to be like? <laughs> and now I will go to the fan in you. What's it going to be like Sunday night if this works out for you? Uh, it's it's going to be amazing. You know, we've already kind of got... We've got like contingency plans in place, you know, for for how we're going to survive the Super Bowl if the Vikings don't make it, and party plans in place, you know, for what we're going to do for the next two weeks if the Vikings do make it. Because you know, it's here. We got to prepare. Got to be a good host city. That's insane. Yeah, uh, it's insane so, that your team can be playing it in your backyard. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't think too far ahead. I'm going to get too excited. I don't want to be let down. But it's uh, it's something you know. I've always kind of got going to the back. I had like, oh, it'd be good to get one of those. It'd be good to get that. Good to be prepared for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I'm I'm probably gonna have you know maybe a bit of a better uh, food plan so that I don't get too uh, too stressed <laughs> out and, and too uh, and too sick in the stomach watching the game. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm super excited. I, you know, I I don't tend to get super jazzed up just in general. Like I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the team and and but I like to kind of keep on an even keel, but now conference championship game, all bets are off. I'm I'm all in. Yeah, and exactly. And but but the fact is it's going to be played in Minnesota. I mean, it, it it's got to be a fun time for all you guys. And you know, I've been messaging a bunch of you guys all week and, and everybody's just on the same level and like the messages I'm getting back, it's almost like when I'm talking with my children. Like two days before Christmas, like everybody's on like that level of intensity. You know, I mean, like the wives, I just dropped a grant at the mall. Oh, whatever. It's fine. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> we'll deal with it exactly. later. It's all good. Um, Arif, I want to thank you for your time, for joining us here on Lockdown Browns. Uh, obviously, good luck to you guys. Uh, look, I mean, for you guys, the work is only going to get even crazier for the next two weeks if this does all work out for you, which I'm sure you guys are 100% in board with. But uh, good luck and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that was Mr. Arif Hassan, one of the hardest-working men in the football writing industry. I want to thank him, guys, Locked On Browns. Uh, we're going to get you the other side with Michael Kiss on the Eagles in a little bit. But thanks for appreciating uh, listen time. Look, Browns fans, this is where we want to be. Let's go, Browns. So let's hear it from the other side so we're ready one day.